0: at butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use code morningcup to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. murders 15 miles away they survive, the they a the weird, uh-huh. described by one investigator is reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of when a dangerous criminal is released from prison without rehabilitation they are bound to commit more heinous crimes on September 13 1968 a man was born who would go on to kill his girlfriend when he was just 18 years old a man who was released and went on to kill four more. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Anthony Kirkland, born September 13, 1968, in Cincinnati, Ohio, got himself into some serious trouble before really even reaching adulthood. When he was 18 years old, he choked and beat his 28-year-old girlfriend, Leola Douglas, after she spurned his sexual advances. He then doused her with lighter fluid and set her body on fire. He was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and served 16 years for the crime before being released from prison in 2003. Now, you'd think being sent to prison at such a young age, and for his first crime, would give Anthony pause. That maybe Leola's death was a crime of passion, a one-off, and Anthony could go on living a rehabilitated life. Unfortunately for four women in Cincinnati, this wasn't the case. He was back in the courtroom less than a year after his release from parole for raping a neighbor at Knife Point, but the jury acquitted him of the crime in October of 2005. Seven months later, on May 11, 2006, the burned body of 14 year old Cassania Crawford was found in Avondale. She had been dead for about a week before her discovery. Police noticed the similarities between Anthony's first crime and this one and he became one of the names on their suspect list. About a month later, on June 16th, another body turned up behind a vacant lot. It was 45-year-old Mary Jo Newton, who had been dead for about two days, and again, Anthony Kirkland became a suspect. This time, he was even brought in for questioning, but in the end, the cunning, smooth-talker ended up walking out of the station. On December 22, 2006, Kimya Rolison was murdered. The 25-year-old mother left for a San Diego rehab center in the fall of 2006, and after not returning home, her father and stepmother grew concerned. She wasn't one to just disappear, especially from her own daughter. Her body was found after a golden retriever on a walk dragged her femur out from the woods. Her remains, like the others, were badly burned. In the meantime, Anthony continued to have problems with police. In May of 2007, he threatened to kill his 18-month-old son during a SWAT standoff. He was convicted three months later and sentenced to 115 days in jail. And that September, a reverend took out a restraining order on behalf of a member of his family, but the records did not say why. And that same month, he solicited sex from his girlfriend's 13-year-old daughter. He was convicted in March of 2008 and sentenced to one year after which he was a registered sex offender. He entered a halfway home that he was, on February 27, 2009, thrown out of after getting into a fight with a fellow resident. Incapable of staying out of trouble, he broke into a home on March 1, 2009 and attacked the occupant with a pair of scissors. He survived the attack after being stabbed 10 times and Anthony fled the scene. That same day, a warrant is issued for his arrest. The next day, his parole officer is notified of his release from the halfway home and begins looking for him. Because of this, a second warrant is issued, but Anthony didn't let two warrants, police and a parole officer, stop him from taking another life. On March 7, 2009, 13-year-old Esme Kenny was on a jog near her home in Winton Hills. After she failed to come home, her parents called the police and began searching for the young girl. What they found was a wanted man, Anthony Kirkland, sleeping nearby. In his possession was a watch and iPod belonging to Esme Kenny. Her body was found just after 3 a.m., about 100 yards from where they found Anthony. She had been strangled to death and the lower part of her body burned. Her body also showed signs of attempted sexual assault. Anthony Kirkland was charged and, on the morning of his trial, voluntarily entered a guilty plea to the murder and abuse of a corpse charge relating to the deaths of Mary Jo Newton and Kimya Rawlinson. On March 12, 2010, the jury found him guilty of all of the remaining charges after a -a three-and-a-half-hour-long deliberation. The judge, later that month, handed down two death sentences for the murder of Cassania Crawford and Esme Kenny. Plus two more 70-year sentences for Kimia Rolison and Mary Jo Newton. His original execution date was set for September 30th, but because all death sentences get an automatic appeal, Anthony Kirkland was granted a stay of execution on October 16th, 2014. On April 6th of 2015, the Supreme Court refused to hear his appeal but in 2016 the ohio supreme court granted a motion for a new sentencing hearing the opening statements were made on july 25th 2018 and on august 6th the jury recommended he be put to death he was resentenced that same month thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on september 14th don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee.